on this episode of My Adventure in Space and Time. The first time I remember just thinking, what on earth is going on here? That was mostly me, yeah. What on earth is going What the hell is going on? Uh, Mechanoids versus Daleks. Montage. Yeah. Oh, oh beautiful. <laughs> Welcome to My Adventure in Space and Time, a modern Whovian's journey through classic Who. I'm Shona, I'm that Whovian, and I'm about to take you back in time to my coverage on The Chase with Harry and Luke of the Who Can Convince You podcast. Are we ready for Journey into Terror? Because yeah, this is... Uh, I don't... I don't know what it is. I don't know where to... There's a bat on a string <laughs> swung into someone's yeah. face. Uh, that's good. Yeah, I guess it's fun. Ian's sense of adventure died a slow and painful death when the bat came out of the rafters. That's something Ian says. Um... Oh. <laughs> 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 There's... You'd read that. Surely to God, you'd read that line and you'd say... Is that not a bit wordy? Are you, do you want me to say that? Yes, darling. Go for it. <laughs> oh, there's Frankenstein. There's Dracula. After, after Dracula comes out, Barbara turns to Vicky <laughs> and says, Vicky, do you think something strange is going on here? <laughs> I've got a fucking clue what's going on, Bob. <laughs> The real Vicky comes out then. Oh, I don't know. It's it's just yeah. bananas. Like the thing is, I like the resolve though. Oh yeah, I think the res- you know it's really clever, but it goes on for so long. And I'm so glad that they did that because I really thought they were just gonna. I I just thought they weren't gonna explain it at all. I thought they were just gonna be like, yeah. wouldn't it be fun to have Frankenstein in this? You know, and uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen somewhere. I'm sure I've seen it somewhere that it was originally supposed to be real, right? And then somebody sort of realised that. Hang on, it it doesn't it doesn't work because they're not real. Imagine you know, this uh, meeting. <laughs> like imagine this writers meeting. <laughs> um, but they do allude uh, to. Well, you know how the doctors like listen, I think we're in like a world of nightmares. We're inside a human thought. Have you seen that turnstile over there, Billy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I wonder if they were going to go down that route and then they were like, no. That's the kind of thing they would do in Modern Who, though. We're inside yeah, probably, a yeah. thought. Well, there's a uh, an episode, a Troughton story called The Mind Robber, where they go to the land of fiction. Oh, and God. all of these sort of... Oh, figures from books and stories are are real you know right it's great my lawyer has asked me to uh... (laughs) but you but you know you you but you know you said you you said you said that Troughton was peak doctor who on on you know and it is and, and i know that was before um matt like had his through his little Troughton tantrum. <laughs> Just Troughton tantrum. 
It's yeah, for me, like Troughton's final season, I'd say especially. Or sort of, you know, second and third. They're just so strong. That TARDIS team, that the final TARDIS team of the Doctor, Zoe and Jamie is just they work so well together. There's just a chemistry that's between those three actors that's so strong. Even if the story isn't great. Because there's a couple of stories that are a bit... Just those three alone just make it so... They just click. They just click straight away. I'm excited because it's not that far away either. Like, um, I've, you know, like sometimes if people are raving about, I don't know, Tom Baker or whatever, it's like, oh, it's so far away. <laughs> it's only 15 years away. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. This episode, guys, I was mostly writing like, "What the hell is this? Like, this is this is bananas." I did kind of enjoy it though, like, it, 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 like for its craziness. Um, I think that by I don't know by the time the Empire State Building happened, I was like, "This is crazy," and I'm on the crazy train now, and it's not yeah. it's not stopping. So I'll just stay on the train. <laughs> by the time you get there, it is sort of. All oh, right, it's this is going to do what it wants to do, and <laughs> you're either in or out. It's yeah, you know. I'm not the designated driver on this. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. You're just going where they want to go. Yeah, it's, you know. And there's no sense of where they're going to go either. It just sort of it. It's just going to do it. Yeah, there's no explanation for where they land. Really, is there? It's just like oh, we're here now. Well, there was supposed to be some more... Uh, Terry Nation discarded... I'm not reading off TARDIS wiki. Uh, <laughs> Terry Nation discarded several ideas for the serial, included sequences set in ancient Egypt, where the first of the Great Pyramids was erected over the remnants of a destroyed Dalek. Oh, he would have loved oh. doing that. Yeah. He would have loved it. But yeah. a, lot of, a, a lot of those ideas are recycled in a story you're yet to cover. Oh. So, so. Mm, okay. That's almost making me think of like resolution, where they bury that Dalek and not that far ahead, but <laughs> no, that. <laughs> oh, you we'll mean re- resolution, I... right? <laughs> we could use this in sixty years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why they're still paying Terry because they haven't used that one idea. <laughs> Until you use it. Listen, we gotta keep paying him. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, this is where they start making. Doctor Two, uh, um, their Doctor Robot, right? Indistinguishable. <laughs> oh, that's what it they is say. almost indistinguishable from the original. Which one? The real Wonder. Doctor. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I just don't understand why they sometimes use William Hartnell and sometimes they don't. And listen, and it's not even when. Sure, when two of them are in the same room, it's the sixties. Fine. Most of the time, I mean, in the same shot, but most of the time they're not. Like, and sometimes they use William Hartnell, and sometimes they use that other guy. It's I so think, weird. I'm sure I've seen something somewhere that those scenes, because it was this story was like really rushed. Was he on holiday through. again? No, he wasn't on holiday. <laughs> the, the like the chase was a, a a replacement for another story that would have been here. Oh, so it was done really quickly. So whilst. But it's so long. It's not like the weird, edge of destruction. That's so weird. <laughs> like it's not like, like that's that's insane to me that they were like, oh well, oh shit, like we've we've got an empty space, like we're gonna have to just throw something in quickly. And they wrote this? Where they that's, go up yeah. the Empire State Building? Like 
like are you sure about this terry <sighs> it's it's fine I sorry it, carry on that just because it just was <laughs> shook me a little because <laughs> it was just made it, me lose it was, my um, grip <laughs> <laughs> because it was a replacement or like a quick replacement and the filming i don't know if you know you've sort of you know the way it was filmed like week by week not really like rehearsed from like monday to thursday and then recorded on the friday to go out this is like how they make south park what yeah it's like, like week <laughs> by week like really really tight and they didn't even get the scripts for next week's episode until the day they were recording oh, that hell. week's like it was so they had like two days to learn the script and then practice through the week and da, da, da. no wonder so think, they're messing it up whilst, all the time whilst this bit of the robot was going on the fake william hartnell they're on the other side of the set filming oh, for so god's like, sake they haven't got time i don't think to flip between i'm sure i've seen this somewhere so whilst they're doing the other scenes that he's doing the fake hartnell bit but i will say for most of it i think they get away with it i was more t- listen i think like even if they just consistently used the same guy, but it was it was distracting to me that sometimes it was William Hartnell, and yeah. and then sometimes it wasn't, and and it was and it was very funny when they said it is impossible to distinguish from the original. <laughs> that was very very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. There's there's a few moments. I, there I, I do admit there are a few bits where you can definitely tell. But the fight scene and things like that, I don't think you can. Oh yeah, I don't like think when you they're can tell. yeah when they're like running around and. Yeah. And the thing is as well, like if you imagine what people would have been watching this on, mm. like a six-inch yeah. screen, six foot away from you, there is no way no. you yeah. would have. You just oh, there's William Hartnell. They didn't know I was going to be like lying in bed with my like laptop in front of my nose, you know. Yeah, that's you know, it's like people watching it on like an eighty-inch plasma. <laughs> it's like, well, you can. I think you can clearly see what a terrible directorial decision. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Call this science fiction, science shit fun. <laughs> science. More like what? something nice. Yeah. More like shit. <laughs> Call the science fiction more like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I want that on my grave. Yeah. <laughs> and then the death of Doctor Who. So yeah, this is when all this imposter doctor stuff happens, isn't it? Yeah. That's really all that happens, right? Doctor versus Doctor. Yeah, just Doc- big mushroom plants. Yeah, uh... that they that handle proper wax with that cane as well. <laughs> Like, there's people in those. There's a, few, there's a few moments like that throughout the whole story. Like, they'll just do things really hard. Like, all right. Yeah. It's like they don't have insurance. Whoa. They just don't We've care. Really got one of these. Just don't care. Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, Ian is the worst for that. Did he need to yank that thing out so hard? <laughs> Excalibur! All right. all right. Yeah, we get it, Ian. You're very strong. Like... <laughs> He's, he's got such like a hero complex as well. Like yeah, some of the earlier, yeah. yeah, he would be like, Ian, "You're not the Doctor." That's yeah, it. just cool it. In the Daleks, right? There's like three times that he's like, "I don't think we should go back," but if you need someone to go back, 
I'll go. Like oh, he's fuck just off, he's, like, he's like he's like I don't want to, but I'm not gonna let you go, Barbara Susan. So I will do this. Because you're, you're like, weak women. <laughs> it's like oh my god. Oh, don't let them see the inside of that Dalek. They'll freak out. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, go watch the doors. <laughs> it's what all of those annoying fans put on Twitter, isn't it? Like, you know, the people who hate the the not my doctors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ian is a not my doctor. <laughs> Ian, hashtag not my doctor. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, like, it's not nearly as dated in that way as I thought it would be. Um, no, yeah. Yeah, the, this, and the stuff that is, it's never anything like really bad or anything. It's It's mostly just like, Oh no! Don't we need to make sure the girls are safe first? And you're like, all right. Yeah, it's. <laughs> you're like Barbara's solving all your problems every single day, but fine. <laughs> they skirt round it a little bit, don't they? That they, they they write it in a way that's a bit more caring than you can't do this because you're a woman. They try and do yeah. it in a sort of you could do this, but I'd rather do it because I don't want you to get hurt because you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and you will hurt yourself <laughs> just cross that end bit out and do the rest but yeah it doesn't it, yeah it's not as like abrasive um as i expected it to be no yeah a lot of it yeah so oh i thought there was gonna be do you know what i thought was gonna be better when the doctor decided to impersonate the robot um and i did quite like that bit when they were all like well, that would be sheer suicide. And it's like, oh, he's, he's already, already gone. gone. <laughs> Classic. Um, and then, but then that does nothing. Like, I thought there was going to be, I thought there was going to be like a thing. They just it, don't fall for it. They're just like, well, you're not the real one. Nothing. Because you look like the real one. <laughs> that's, that's why they didn't fall for it. Because they thought, hang on. And there's a great uh, Cockney Dalek. Align and advance. <laughs> yeah, what do they? They keep saying it as well. Align and advance. Align and destroy. Destroy and advance. Destroy and infiltrate. They just go on and on. And they kept uh, doing what? Well, what Caroline would call a bloody bolero, where they like move round each other a lot. Yeah. And like shift positions dance. into a. Yeah, they they dance. It's a dialect dance, and they move into a. I don't know, what looks like the same formation, really. And then they're like, now we can go. I mean, fair play, though. That must be really hard. Those those Dalek operators, they stick to each other like glue mm. when they move <laughs> like that. They're not touching, but they're so close yeah. to each other and they're locked. Like, it's really <laughs> clever to watch. Like, it's actually impressive, yeah. Do you think like it's the kind of thing that they would have... like They've been put in another room and it's like, listen, can you just practice your choreography through their Daleks while I you know make sure William Hartnell knows these lines Yeah, and I feel like you would come back through and be like we fucking nailed this guys like this is so hard and we're moving information in these little things and it'll be like no one will give a shit so like they'll they'll do their little formation five Daleks perfectly distanced yeah. apart yeah. they're gonna one. look amazing like real like an army of this intelligent alien species it's gonna be like nothing else we've ever seen you need to speak Cockney, though. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And now say a line in advance. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. there's loads of footage. Oh, not footage. There's a bit of footage, but mostly photos of all the rehearsals where all the Dalek operators are just sat in the bottom halves like Davros. So whilst, they, whilst they're all rehearsing, they're just like wandering about in the, the bottom of the Dalek, like rehearsing where they're supposed to go. That looks dead fun. I mean... 
it must be scary because you see some of them going down ramps, don't you? And you yeah. just think, you're not oh, going to stop. Invasion of Earth. Yeah, I was frightened for them. 100%. Yeah, wee! Like, going it. Listen, and a reasonable speed, I would say. Yeah. Uh, fast enough to be afraid. Like, why would it be safe in there? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then this other robot rocks up. Yeah, it took me a long time to realize that's what it was. It's like a what. I may have missed what really happened. I think like a wall. What happened? It was like a wall moved, and it was just there. Yeah. And those big like circular, uh, circular robots. The mechanoids. Think, yes. From Mechanos. <laughs> <laughs> Terry. Come on, mate. Come on. It was getting late. The whiskey was all. I like the, the way the way they sort of introduce it is as a like a bit of a jump scare, isn't it? Like the door just goes. And it's just there. Oh, yeah. You know. It would have been scary, but I didn't... It took me a while to realise what it was. Like, I was like, oh, it's a robot. It's a like, big ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and it, But it did have, like, a creepy voice. I love the voice. Um, really like the voice. Yeah. It's horrible. Shrill and creepy. Yeah. The original design, it was supposed to look more like a diving bell. It, well, just like a diving bell. <laughs> So, you know, a rounder at the top and then it thins out and then widens at the bottom. Sort of like a, an upturned egg cup, I think. And the voice was supposed to be just like a vocoder, like sort of Mr. Blue Sky sort of vocoder thing. It's, I think the, what it wrote in Terry's idea for it was like, look like an upturned whatever, whatchamacallit, with the voice of Sparky's Magic Piano. If you don't know what Sparky's Magic Piano or anybody is, have a no. have a YouTube of it. It's terrifying for a children's show. Sparky's Magic Piano. Yeah. Okay, I've committed it to memory. Commit. So this takes us into the last episodes, if you can believe it. And I, yeah, I kind of like these guys. The what, wait, what were they called? Mechanoids. I quite like a an abstract, like non-humanoid robot entity thing. Well, the. The idea of them is nice as well, that they're sort of, they're sent before the Earth Party to basically like sort out the planet before the humans mm. get there. They're just like yeah. a, they're just a caretaker. It's sort of the same concept as, or isn't it, as a Smile. Do you remember those um, little emoji robots? No. Yeah, so, yeah, really. They're just, they're not really there to do, they're just there to look after and make sure everything's all right before the humans get there. There was supposed to be like a little cleaner robot that the original script was that this little cleaner robot that was sort of like a toaster with little <laughs> round feet that would sweep up the floor. Oh, like a little Roomba. Yeah, yeah, like a like a like a toaster Roomba would <laughs> would be like moving down the corridors. The Daleks were going to destroy it, and that's what starts the fire that makes them go to the roof. Right. But I don't know why they didn't do it. Probably because it's a shit idea but i don't know i wasn't really following what the doctor was trying to do i I remember i think at some point i'd missed a line of dialogue where they were carrying around what looked like a radio um and at some point they were like and now we've used this to start a fire and i was like okay um fine yeah (laughs) it is a bit sort of shoehorn that isn't it that they're there because the mechanoids imprison them because they're not the i'd assume because they're not the party that's supposed to be there, but they don't want the Daleks to hurt them. Yeah, and then we they've meet. got their orders. Yeah, I it took me a long time to realize he's going to be like a companion. Yeah, because because then yeah, when I saw him kind of running out of the 
wreckage i was like oh he made it out and i was like oh so i i bet he's gonna and i was like oh ian and barbara are leaving i bet he's gonna join but then i didn't see him so i was like oh i wonder if they're gonna like find him in the tardis next step but i don't know i'll see there you go <laughs> yeah oh yeah find him sitting with his little panda in the oh, fucking panda somewhere. what's it called hi-fi <laughs> it's nice because that's a hip and happening space age name hi-fi i think yeah they're just trying to go for that sort of cool thing but it doesn't work <laughs> it might have worked at the time but it's a stuffed panda i mean yeah it is literally and he goes back into a burning building pretty much to go and get it as well yeah um, and the whole point of the panda makes no sense and is never well it doesn't matter but yeah it's fine it's fine yeah it, yeah. <laughs> yeah vicky's afraid of heights they i don't know yeah <laughs> it's all happening. The, the scared uh, heights yeah. thing i love there's that on that scene i love the way that ian says to vicky she says I, i'm not sure about that uh because i'm really scared of heights and ian says don't worry, we'll just tie the cable to you and lower you to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right then. I thought I had to jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Ian. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll just tie that rope and it'll really dig. <laughs> but by the time we've lowered you, lower than the clouds, you'll be fine. <laughs> How much cable is there? You look like you're about 20,000 foot in the air. I remember thinking this when they were in, Pl- uh, when they were in Planet of Giants. And they had to crawl down oh, yeah. that that sink, and I was like, "That is so fucking high." Yeah. And they're just like, ah, da, 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 da. and I was just like, "That would be like the scariest thing ever." Like they're so yeah. high up. Nobody's got any way. sense of scale here. Like how high? When when we're in Stephen's fe- white featureless room, <laughs> and he's made his sort of pallet staircase, how high is that supposed to be? Are they ground level there? Because that's a lot of pallets. Yeah, sure. You know, that's that's a lot of work. <laughs> that is big job. That that big is a job. big job. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, I think he said he made it like in a year or something." Well, that seems fair, actually. Yeah. What else is he going to do? A lot of people yeah. always right. <laughs> make it make the sort of uh, find a plot hole with that of where did he get the pallets or where did he get the wood? Oh, okay. But then I only just realised watching it last night that it must be all of the stuff has come to uh mechanos from earth for the oh. to be set up so there must be loads of boxes that all of the stuff came in for the mechanoids to sort everything oh. out before they arrive so he must Cast-away have just style yeah he must have like gone back gone behind the you know the mechanos iceland and stolen all of the pallets <laughs> that they've had behind there because that's yeah. that's that must be where they've all come from Surely. I mean, that seems like a fair... <laughs> I mean, fine, yeah. <laughs> it's a plot hole that n- nobody needed to worry about, but I've worried about it for you. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, mechanoids versus Daleks. Brilliant. Oh, God. Uh, mechanoids <laughs> versus Daleks. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I'm in. Yeah. Fire. There's fire over the top of the montage. Um, Great. There's an outrageous explosion. Yeah. It made me actually think while I was watching it, Harry, I was remembering when we were talking about Flux and you were like, I just want Daleks explosions. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, this is a dream. I want death, <laughs> fire, lasers. You know. This had everything. Yeah. yeah. The whole hog. Yeah. This whole end was 
like art house French cinema. I I don't know why. <laughs> I just thought it's like he watched Jules the Gym and I was like, yeah, put that in the last episode. Put my sleeves up. Here we go. Let's go on the I'll keyboard. I'll sort the end out for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just watched Breathless, Terry, haven't you? No. 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 <laughs> but like, like overlays. I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. The special explosions. One of the things, it's like, not... with this this special effect that's at the end, and there's loads of overlay, and people yeah. sort of... People will say it's crap, and it is pretty crap. You know, it's it's very of its time. And then if you criticise something... Yeah, <laughs> there's the word. But, like, people, <laughs> if you criticise New Who now and say, oh, the special effects aren't very good... New Who, uh, sorry, Classic Who has got a sort of get out of jail card that it was recorded the day before. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, you know, and what are we going to do? It's like, unless yeah. it's practical. Or I'm a amazed model. it looks as good as it yeah, does. Yeah, you know, honestly, especially like... this early on in Who as well. Like, they're still learning what they're going to do with the with the bloody thing. But whereas with New Who, They've got so much time and so much planning that when something does look crap, you just think, well, you've had all yeah. that time to do it. It's like, you can't I say that, well, we only did it yesterday. It's so easy to yeah. forgive older things, especially old who, um, when it uses so, so many, like, material things. And, yeah. like, it uh, overlays are literally two pieces of film overlaying. Like, yeah. how can you criticise that? Yeah, it's like the it's yeah. like the vision mix is like wedged in yeah. the middle. <laughs> like, yeah, we could like, why, why did you choose that? Why did he decide he wanted to, you know, use this last episode of Cans or something? I don't know, but it works. <laughs> I think because we've got I, these explosions. I think it does work. I think it does work. And yeah. Oh yeah, I I enjoyed it honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was grandiose. It was. Um, yeah. Is it? Ian and oh, what's it? Is it Ian and Barbara at the yeah. end. Yeah. When you've got like you know, I was I had actually I think I had heard at some point that they leave in this story, but I had forgotten. So so it did like t- it, it it caught me a little bit. Like, oh yeah. I thought it was quite a nice, quite nice performances all right. Like I thought it kind of, I thought it was kind of nice that they didn't do the same thing, um, as with Susan, where it was quite like. Quite a like genuinely affectionate and it's a great exit, exit that. Oh yeah, God, yeah. Hartle's speech. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to take in the the photos, and you got like screenshots? <laughs> it's like what are we watching here. It's so that cool though. Bananas, yeah, yeah. It's so blue, funny. Like, the London holiday photos. Yeah, I know that but... Hartle was really annoyed, like furious that they were leaving. Yeah. Oh, like the yeah, actor. Yeah. Like, like he thought they really? were just abandoned. He just, you've just abandoned me. Oh. Like you know. Right, that's but that's... luckily, like he he really got on with Peter Purvis, plays Stephen. Like they. Oh really? Okay. Like they hit it off straight away, but he was furious mm. that they were leaving, and I think you can see it in his acting, like with the goodbye thing. Oh yeah. Like he's saying this. He fe- it feels like he's saying it in a genuine way of like, you've got a fifty fifty percent chance here, so don't if it doesn't work. It's on you, like it's you know. You can see his fist tense and all. I think you can you can see it in Dalek Invasion of Earth when um, Susan leaves as well. That speech, mm. it does feel like he is acting, but 
there is something more there of well you've been with me since the beginning for this and you know yeah. it, it's great it's dead good it's such a good scene but I th- yeah I still thought this was kind of fitting that like I guess regardless of Hartnell's feelings on it I, I did think that it made sense like for him to have that uh, reaction to Ian and Barbara and I was thinking about you know when he meets Ian and Barbara and he's just so like furious with them all the time and he doesn't want them yeah. around and then he warms to them and then I thought yeah that was kind of like consistent with his character that he would be that he would lash out maybe. It's a, yeah um, it's a good end but it's also I don't think it's a very strong story for them to go out on that's yeah that's fair it's, yeah it's a bit of a weird choice it's it's a nice idea that sort of well this dalek ships here and it's probably the only way that we're going to get home so we've got to take this chance whilst it's here but then on the other hand it's like but you want that to be your last story as well where you didn't really have a lot to do right you know? yeah whereas like susan in dalek invasion of earth like I feel like a lot of that story is her suddenly, beca- you know, being more independent and being more self-sufficient, and you know that leads nicely into yeah. Her it's leaving. set up straight from the beginning, isn't it? Like as soon as she meets David, mm. is it David? Yeah, dreamy yeah, dreamy David. David. Yeah. Scottish David, who isn't Scottish but is. Well, it's anyone's no, guess. No, he is Scottish. He is. But we thought he was. But we thought he wasn't. We did a Brookside, and um, oh, you, right, yeah. okay. <laughs> future Shona coming to you from the Time Vortex here. I'm just going to explain this wee Brookside comment, which is really just a silly inside joke. So if you take yourself back to War of the Sontarans, the second episode in the Flux series, you might remember that it features Dan's parents. And the actor that played Dan's mum was an actor called Sue Jenkins. So while Flux was airing, you might have heard me mention on the podcast, we were doing, uh, myself and Harry and Luke and a bunch of other podcasters were doing a sort of after party live stream where we just chatted about the episode. And now I'm not going to name names. And you know what? I can't even name names because I don't remember who said it. I know it wasn't me, but someone implied that the Liverpudlian accent that Sue Jenkins was doing wasn't very good. And there was an instantaneous a reaction in the comments which was I can't remember exactly so I'll paraphrase but it was something along the lines of well, how dare you she was in Brickside <laughs> you know so we felt a bit silly and I think this kind of morphed into a an inside joke of you know don't do a Brickside and, and get something wrong anyway back to the chase but yeah it's it's as soon as she meets him there's something there and it's it's developed all the way through. So when you get to the end, it's like you know that she's going to leave, but then you see it through Hartnell of him just realizing, and it works so well. It's like he like he leaves her there, like it's not it's not even she leaves. He does it for her because he knows it's better for her than it, it's just brilliant. Whereas with this, it's just sort of we want to just go home now, and you can't get us <laughs> here, so. <laughs> yeah it's tagged on yeah. yeah for sure but it still works it does work it, you know yeah i did i liked when ian went i want to sit in a pub and drink a pint of beer again i want to sit in the corner and rip more cardigans <laughs> barbara would you do me the honor of <laughs> always being by my one side? more rip always handing me a cardigan <laughs> just one more rip barbara <laughs> 
One more rip. The last rip. For old time's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get that image out of my head of him just sinking his teeth into her cardigan. <laughs> it's so <laughs> metal. Fucking hell, what are you doing? <laughs> Whoa. You had that prepared, didn't you? He's so mad in that episode in the Space Museum. He's so grumpy yeah. throughout. I think it's like he doesn't have any control over the situation. He he's got like a gun in someone's back for most of it. He's like fuck you, like, and he, some he he like threatens to cut. He's he's at some point he's like he he's like listen, I might kill you. Like he's he's absolutely off the rails. He's- None of it was in the script. I tell you what though, he does a great Dalek impression. You know when he's in the Dalek spaceship and he comes out. It genuinely doesn't sound any worse than the Dalek voices. <laughs> but he comes out and you'd be no, furious. Like, if somebody mm. did that and you came out, you'd be like, what the, f- what the fuck are you doing? Mm. Christ's sake! Could have killed you! We we escaped. We just escaped with our yeah. lives. And you're Jesus just coming out going... <laughs> it's like, oh... <laughs> yeah, dead. Classic Jake. <laughs> Do you know what? As well, I feel like Ian's the kind of person that they probably all felt like they had to laugh because otherwise it would hurt his feelings or he would get grumpy about it. You feel like you have to humour yeah. Ian, you know. It's like a yeah. children's yeah. play. Like, if you don't laugh at the joke, you're oh, just well evil. Done, it's like, what's that thing Radio yeah. 1 do where they interview celebrities and they get kids' questions, oh, yeah. like, so they have to yeah. answer them. Otherwise, you just don't <laughs> yeah. It's like... <laughs> well, you hate kids. It's like we have to laugh at everything Ian says, otherwise you're just yeah. horrible. You're just horrible. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're home and they have their f- weird London holiday photos. I love the way that they destroy the ta- the 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 Dardis, the you know the the oh, Dalek time yeah, machine. The Dardis. The Dardis. <laughs> I wouldn't joke because Dalek in relative dimensions. Honestly, I really wouldn't joke because you don't know what's coming. But um. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, the Dalek time ship is in that little shed, isn't it? Mm. And just this oh, yeah. massive explosion just blows the building up and they're just like, oh, come on, quick. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where, where'd you get explosives? Where, yeah. fine. You know, oh, that reminds me, you know when they have their explosives, the Iridians? Yes. And it, and it looks like a little, like an explosive that you would see like Coyote use on Roadrunner, you know? Like, it's like one of those ones you push down, you know, there's a handle and you push oh, it down. Oh, yes, but it, yeah. Where have you had that from? But obviously they say something like, everything is prepared or something. Of course it is. Um, I can't remember if this... Oh, yeah, they watch them on the TV. That's why the space TV comes... The time yeah, TV comes Hanel back. puts his foot through it. It's <laughs> like, well, do you know what? Then fuck him! <laughs> <laughs> just me and you now, Vicky. We don't need him. <laughs> and he punches Vicky and just goes in the console room. <laughs> Gets a big, big bowl of ice cream. Don't worry, Doctor. They're happy now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Does this lead on to... Because there's always a cliffhanger, but I don't remember there being one. But maybe I've just forgotten in the short space Yeah, it, of it does lead on to the next one, but only sort of... Oh, okay. From... From that bit on, sorry, I've made Luke go. We're now still laughing at hard, though. <laughs> right, fuck off then. I'm going to the pub. Fuck for the tears. I hate this program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just 
Because he had left. No. Are you sure? <laughs> oh. Yeah. There's the chase. <laughs> yeah, that was the chase. The chase is over. The chase is done. I feel like I really enjoyed it, but only because it was bananas, you know? Like, like it was just so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't really like any of the other ones I watched. It was just mental. It is very standalone. It's it's its own yeah. thing. And mental in a different way, in a different way from say something like the web planet, which is crazy in a fever dream, but just in a different way. Like no, I think you're right. It's a specifically Terry Nation. The, the thing. thing is as well, they give Richard Martin all of the scripts that are like really ambitious, like all of the scripts where it's like there's no way we're going to be able to do this properly. Get Richard Martin in, <laughs> but then Richard Martin isn't a very good director. <laughs> So it's like, just it's like putting the shit with the shit. But it's you know not that bad. But like they just give him all of the things that they know. It's not going to turn out well. You can just blame him. Yeah, you can just blame Richard. Yeah. yeah, it did keep me engaged definitely. Like, because yeah, for example, like the web planet, right, which is a fever dream. But then there's also long bits where they're just talking about, you know, they're padding it out, and there's like all this these things that don't really matter, you know, where they're like oh, but we need to get a communicator over here. Oh, no, but I will move the communicator. And you're like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Like, there, there are, like, long bits that, that are boring despite despite the web planet being the web planet and being a bunch of people dressed in insane costumes. There's I still bits of it that are... I can't it. I It's like, it. there's bits that are inexplicably boring, you know? It, I, I don't think I want to watch it How long is soon. it? It felt like a day. It's six. It's six episodes, yeah. Six long. hour-long episodes. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Where at least this... At least this is so kind of, like, crazy that, like, I didn't really find myself drifting away from it that often because I was like, oh, like, now they're here and now they're there. Yeah. Now, what? Like, It does drag a little bit, but not, mm. not enough to sort of lose faith. In the story, I don't think. No. Well, you look away and for a second and you turn back and you think you're watching a different story. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. So, I can't tell if it's a good thing or not. How is this... Ge- like, is there a general way in which this is received? Maybe this is a stupid question because, like, with Doctor Who stories, I feel like you can never tell. People just have wildly different opinions. I feel like it's kind of the... It doesn't seem like there are ones that are generally thought I'm sure there's a few, but sorry. Yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, feel free to answer that question. I think. I think <laughs> it's, it's mostly yeah. sort of received warmly. Right. Uh, um, it's people don't. I don't generally. I'd say people don't think it's very good as a Dalek story. Right. But it's a fun ride. Oh God! Forget about that. I think that's the. Th- it, it's a Dalek story. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. I th- yeah. It's 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 a Dalek story, isn't it? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just that it's a fun romp that. that sort of just has a bit of fun. It's a comedy essentially, so it's just Doctor Who doing something new. Yeah. So I think it's it's received all right. The chase. I think mm. people go in knowing that it's not going to be great. So I think if you go in with low expectations, it's sort of it's all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I find it really enjoyable. I've seen this loads now that every time I do see it, it's sort of... Yeah, I, I see more flaws now that I watch it 
because I've seen it so many times now that it's not as enjoyable. But the first few times that I saw it, the first time I remember just thinking, what on earth is going on here? That was mostly yeah. me, yeah. What on earth is going What the hell is going and on? And whenever I've gone back to it every now and again, it's, you know, it's it's kept my attention. It's fun. The Daleks are all right. The mechanoids are quite fun to see. It rattles along. You get the new companion. It's a companion departure story. So it's got a bit of, a, you know, mm. Mm. it's a bit of this, bit of that. It, it's all right, yeah. It's all right. Yeah, I... I I like the idea of watching this with someone maybe that hasn't seen it as well. I think that would be dead fun. I was going to say, like, I don't think I can watch it again anytime soon, but I think I probably could, actually. If someone hadn't seen it and wanted to watch just some, like, silly classic, I'd be like, yeah, let's let's put on that thing. Yeah. I really want to watch all of Hartnell's era. I've only seen a few. But each one seems so different from, from each other. Like... Mm-hmm. They don't adhere to any... And not like New Who, like, okay, we're going for this genre and this is the target audience. It is a really interesting era um, of Who. Like, it's so interesting. Yeah. And the behind-the-scenes stuff is so interesting as well. Well, this is what's interesting about... Right, so modern Who... I, I don't know, you can kind of put everything into categories, right? You There's stories that even like your you know your sort of emotional historicals and your oh i don't know your base under siege story or your blah, blah, like they do kind of repeat the same kind of stories which isn't like a criticism it's just an inevitability really right but right back now like each one i've watched is not like any i've watched so far which is obvious because it's just started but it's so fun like to to experience that like in yeah, yeah. It, chronologically in that way that every time I watch one, it's just like, and this is new. Like it, it's fun in that way. I know I've spoken to my uncle about it because like he was prime age for when Doctor Who started, and he he says that it was just so, so it was just the thing you had to watch. It was so different every week. It was just the thing you just had to watch, you know. And the same with Tim. We've had Tim on the podcast. The you know the bloke I'm doing an album with, <clears throat> um, and he said exactly the same thing when it, when we asked about what's your history of who, it just it was on every week and everybody watched it. Everybody had to watch it and find out what happens. And I, obviously, Doctor Who isn't that anymore because there's so much other stuff to watch. But you imagine back then, just having like two channels. Only recently, though, yeah. like you think. Knew who's been on for almost what is it now? Twenty years now, isn't it? Nearly probably. God, yes. Oh, is it really? Well, two thousand and five. So yeah, fifteen years. So how long did old who go on for? Sixty three to eighty eight. Right. So like twenty yeah. odd years then. I just, I you got to just commend old who for how drastically it changed over the time, and then you look at old uh, new who. Uh, I guess like uh, at that time. In TV, especially, there were so many changes going on, so many developments. But I don't think Doctor Who ever changed its like core principles. I think the pr- the thing with Old Who that it sort of has a bit of a a trump card is that Doctor Who was a bit far ahead of its time. So every now and again, the yeah. technology would sort of catch up, and you'd feel like there's a bit of a jump, and then another Doctor down the line yeah. catches up again. And the quality gets a bit better and the stories thing, and then it keeps going and going and going. Whereas with New Who, it's sort of like the technology's there and they're trying to do that old thing. 
So it always feels a bit like there's not that much of a, not so much of a, de- a development in the, the program. It's a lot more story focused because the thing that you're going to do, the infrastructure for the story is already there. Whereas with Doctor Who, it's sort of make, do, amend. Oh, we can do that, but let's try this new thing. And then we'll try something new. And it, it grows as the series goes on. Whereas I think with New Who, the story has really got to be the thing that grabs you because the technology is just there. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't have the luxury of um, experimenting as well in New Who. Mm. Like, there's too much on the line to do yeah. that. When you you watch Old Who and it's just, a, like with this episode... It's just experimentation. Throw anything at the wall. The consequences now. There's so much consequence for if something doesn't go well for New Who. Whereas with Old Who, especially, you know, once it's hit, it's hit its stride of like doing three seasons and it's into Troughton, I think they can get away with a bit more of, let's just try this and see yeah. if it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But Well, people you know. only had so much choice back then as well, right, for TV. Yeah, that's true. Whereas now, what, you watch five minutes of Doctor Who and you don't like it, then... What you're gonna watch? One of the millions of other things you can easily access. Yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, it's it's got to be enough to drag people in now mm, from all the other things they could be watching yeah, at any Netflix, time. Yeah. Disney, Amazon, Sky, whatever's you know. There's millions and millions of things that you can watch at any time. So Doctor Who has got to be the thing that you click. That's that's tough, and I know we give it some stick of like flux hasn't hasn't had huge viewing figures not that it means anything but you just think that's that's a task that is to have to create something that you know is going to drag people in i do forget that people would have been watching an episode a week yeah like can you imagine sitting down and being like oh we're in a haunted house this week it's just mad that isn't it from like so from the 22nd of may to the 26th of june in 1965, this was your story. <laughs> May to June. It's, you know, it's a month. It's like a big part of, of your life. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like if you're not invested in that story, you've had it. <laughs> Kim, well, I think New Who could, could be more experimental genre-wise because it's had quite a lot of success with that. I was just thinking of things like, that's such a thing to do, like a series that has a genre-specific episode. For some reason, the first thing that came to my head was Atlanta. Have you guys watched Atlanta? Uh, it's Donald Glover's show. Um, it's Donald Glover's show. Um, uh, it's dead good. But, like, he had a couple of episodes in, I think it's second series, that are just horror episodes. And they just are. Like, and, you know, he didn't tell anybody. They just were. <laughs> um, and that's just exciting to be watching the series. And it's like, oh, this is this... And I was just thinking about maybe people... I think people often say that about Blink. But then there's like the... the uh, What's it? The James Bond episodes. The Spyfall episodes at the beginning of Jodie John. And that was kind of exciting just to... Especially after season 11, which I think was... I did enjoy, but, you know, could be accused of maybe being a bit bland and a bit safe. To open with yeah. something just so specific. Like a bold choice. Yeah. Um, I think they could, they could, you know, they could stand to do way more of that. And just, I don't know, just kind of, like you say, when you've got so many other things to watch, just something that's going to kind of trip you up a bit and go, oh, like, oh, fuck, we're doing this, okay. Do you know what, now that you've just said that, I think I've worked out what it is, that there's so much stuff in the old Who that I love. Why would I watch the thing that I don't particularly enjoy? 
It's like, you know, uh, mm. I haven't really enjoyed Flux all that much. And there's there's loads of stories in you that I haven't really enjoyed that much. And I just think, I've, for years, I've been trying to work out what it is. And I think it's just that there's so much stuff on that shelf behind me that I'd rather watch, that that's the reason. It's just that, like we were saying about the streaming thing, that Doctor Who's got that task of just getting people to click. So it's got to be better than everything else. Whereas I turn around and it's like, well, I could watch Flux there. Or if I look the other way, there's, you know, Pyramids <laughs> of Mars. It's like, well, there you go. There's my choice made. Yeah. It just doesn't It doesn't do that for me. It's just I've got so much love for those other stories. Doctor Who, if it only started in 2005, I'd probably think this series was brilliant. But then even then, like we say, it's been nearly going... You know, it's not that far from being as big or as, as long running as Classic Who. And I think there's probably there's probably new Who fans that are, I don't know, suffering from the same syndrome maybe of, oh, but like I could watch this series that I don't, maybe I don't hate, but like I don't like as much. But I could also turn around behind me and, and, and I have this whole, I don't know, whatever you're into, but like you could be like, this whole Stephen Moffat era that I love. So, yeah. you know, I'll just watch that. Um, and I think everything struggles with that, with that sort of, it's not as good as it used to be syndrome. Yeah. Which is the same, everything. People have it with bands, people have it with TV, people have it with films. Like, people will say, James Bond's not as good as it used to be. Why? Uh, yeah, well, we know why. Yeah, but the th- when people say why, it's usually because they just love those old stories so much more. It's pro- the storytelling is probably better. New Who storytelling is probably better. Oh, it is. But there's just so much love for what's past in the in the program. Yeah. It's just hard to live up to the. I reckon South Park is still, still amazing. Uh, apart from a couple seasons, I think South Park's never put a foot wrong, apart from when it did. That's my that's my two cents. <laughs> South Park's South Park's maybe a good example. Yeah. And the, oh wait, maybe, I don't know. I was trying to think of examples of things where even if you do have like exceptions to the rule where you do have a lot of nostalgia for something and then the new stuff does actually I, I don't know it does actually exceed your expectations whereas South Park I mean I've 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 not watched it for like a good few seasons now um just cause I've not had access to it but that's more like it's just only improved I I don't know but maybe may, maybe you'll have a different take on it look you're probably a bigger South Park fan um no, I, I think it's it's all about where you, uh, like what the core principle of the show is. I think all like with South Park, uh, it's very contemporary and very uh cultural, sort of like forms like realist ideologies. I think. You feeling all right? It, yeah, or like on the <laughs> big word for you. <laughs> I've been doing nothing but assignments today. It's been horrible. So, I think. I'm also not well, if you haven't guessed already. <laughs> like, it's hard. You're doing really well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, those sort of things running through the series, and like, it just it structures what stories are going to be about. And I think that's why South Park's always stayed so relevant. And it's easy to pick a story up, like Council Culture. Let's do a story on that. There you go. You've done it. I think the thing with that as well is that it's 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 so for me South Park. I haven't seen a lot of South Park, but I imagine it's sort of the same for the Simpsons as well. That those characters are just there, whereas with Doctor Who, 
the principles there, but the cast change. So it's like the story lives on, but the characters change. So well, like, I think I don't know what the principles are for old Who, because like I was saying with the Hartnell, but that's era, that's, like that's the sort of point. It's it's just pure exploration, isn't it? Like they explore the genres, they explore. I mean, even the cast, like different ages, uh, genders, stuff like that. It, it goes everywhere. I think it comes into the thing of as well of where you started. So I think if you came on board with Tom Baker. Tom Baker's yours, Doctor, and nothing's really ever going to get to that peak. Or if you, you know, it, mm. yeah, it's it's tricky. It's it's a it's an interesting conversation, but we'll be here for an eternity. Well, yeah, we would. Um, yeah, I'll let you. I'm going to let you guys plug your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a smoother way to end it, but honestly, like it, it was more what alerted what alerted me to. The idea of winding up is that my tummy was rumbling, and I thought <laughs> I should eat soon. But also, but also, I feel like we've we've covered more than yeah, like more than was required of us. <laughs> so yeah, um, we're the Who Can Convince You podcast. That's it, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's a plug? <laughs> we what sets us apart? Go on, take it away, Luke. Right. Well, we do a very original way of doing episodes what we do uh i do new who stories review them never before heard you of. do old who stories we, you review them and we compare we don't really compare and uh it evolved devolved evolved again and then uh we got songs we do yeah. it's, it's not it's not daycare <laughs> we do finger painting and I realised that I was also like nodding encouragingly, like, "Yes, that's right, yeah. me too." That's interesting. How much? Is, how much is it? Um, we provide snack. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the podcast has it, it's it's changed a little bit over time. It started off as just old Who and new Who things. We, I used to write songs for some of the episodes, and then I put a poll up and said, "Do people like these songs?" And everybody just said, "No." Really. Wow. <laughs> So we d- that is so brutal. Like this is why you don't ask these questions. Just to- you just have to know. Listen, people sometimes sometimes people don't know what they need. Okay, <laughs> you need to decide for it's them true. sometimes. Yeah. So uh, we, we don't do songs anymore, other than the next episode that's going to come out. That is a great tragedy. But uh, yeah, so we got we have two segments to the podcast. We got the Doctor Who feed, and then we have the Look Who's Talking feed, which is Luke's baby, really, where we just get to talk about all of the stuff that used to annoy people. In our normal episodes, where we'd have like, like a three-hour episode, up an hour. three-hour episode, yeah. and the first hour is just us talking about, well, seventies diseases. Were they as bad as people say? You know, <laughs> how long do you cut your grass? Yeah, how long do you cut your grass? At what point is grass too longer? How how do you know when you need to cut your grass? Listen, you yeah. gotta make space for those conversations. Well, it's got its own feed now and everything. What are you gonna do? Not have them? Exactly, exactly. So if anybody's interested in any of that, you can search "Who Can Convince You" podcast or visit our website wccy.co.uk. Well, our last episode we did our first like more. Down to a serious episode, didn't we? Yeah. With um, we talked about issues with uh, euthanasia, and is it ALS disease? Um, what's it over here? Um, yeah, we did uh, motor neuron disease, disease, and heart health, and um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 
it was it was really interesting. I had I had I had noticed the euthanasia diseases podcast and and it was on those ones I was like I'm not going to listen to it while I'm making my tea. Yeah, it's but, yeah, it's yeah. But no, but, yeah. but the time will present itself. You've got to you be know? in a frame of mind as well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> if you're having a bit of a down day, maybe just choose <laughs> something, you know, like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a different podcast. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, some of the Doctor Who coverage, you were like, yeah, no, you know, just... If like, you're having a down day, maybe try, you know, My Adventure in Space and Time. <laughs> Listen, there's, I, I think that all the podcasts on the after show can, uh, like, our, our little team, we can provide something to anyone at any time of their day. There's got to be something in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, one of them's got to work, yeah, surely. surely. <laughs> all right. I think that's us. Surely we've covered everything there is to be covered. I'm sure it's we've been going longer than the chase was on. So, <laughs> yeah, longer than the chase happened. Yeah. Okay. In real time. <laughs> Great. Okay, that's us. Uh, we've been uh, Shona and Harry and Luke, and this has been my adventure in space and time. Bye. 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 My Adventure in Space and Time is hosted and produced by Shona Stevenson, with music by Shona Stevenson and artwork by Robbie Stevenson. Special thanks to Caroline Donald for all her support and to anyone listening. You can hear more on the website at myadventureinspace.wixsite.com podcast or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at myadventurepod. Thanks for coming along on the adventure. Before I go, I just want to tell you, you were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. 